We're going to welcome all of you back to our second session of our very special feature on the Growing Young Adventist Journey here in Southwestern Union Conference. And uh, we're delighted to be joined by our youth directors from each of our conferences. And uh, we want to first and foremost introduce uh, Pastor Helvis Moody, who is currently the Youth and Young Adult Ministries Director for the Southwestern Union Conference. And we will just go ahead and give each and every one of them a chance for them to introduce themselves and uh, you know, send you greetings. So, Pastor Moody. Hello, everyone. As has been stated, I'm Pastor Helvis Clay Moody. As many young adults and youth, they know me as the Moody Man in the mood to save souls <laughs> for the kingdom. Remember, Amen. I Amen. love you, but God loves you. <laughs> Greetings, my name is uh, David Craig. I am the uh, Youth and Young Adult Ministries Director for the Arkansas, Louisiana Conference, and glad to be here sharing a little bit more about growing young. Hello, I'm, I'm Daniel Ortega. I'm the uh, Youth and Young Adult Director for the Oklahoma Conference. Uh, same as David, we're just excited for the opportunity to be able to share our experiences and what we've learned uh, over the last couple of years through growing young. So it's good to be here. My name is Pastor Carl B. Ming, and together, Pastor Vanson Archibald and myself, we run youth ministry at the Southwest Region Conference. We praise God for this opportunity to be here to share with you on today, and we know it's definitely going to be a blessing. Amen. Uh, Vanson Archibald, Associate Youth Director for the Southwest Region Conference, also helping out with our Hispanic youth, young adults. So, um, great opportunity to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. It's, uh, it's good to actually see each other in person and have a gathering like this. Um, actually, to Fort Texico Conference, would you mind uh, to introduce our newest uh, director there? Indeed. Texico has uh, Pastor Mike Razone serving our young adult ministries. He's been the youth director, but now he's in a new role as the young adult director and very familiar with the Growing Young Initiative and they're working hard in the Texaco Conference, which covers uh, New Mexico and West Texas. Yes, uh, actually congratulations to Pastor Mike Rizal for his newborn and all the work that he's doing at Texaco. We are delighted to have you with us. Um, as we begin our time together, we want to give a bird eye view of what has taken place in terms of growing young Adventists within the Youth and Young Adult Ministries Department. And I wanna defer back to Pastor Moody because there was an invitation that was made by the North American Division Youth and Young Adult Ministry Department for a, a, a special summit that was happening in Fuller Youth Institute. Can you kind of walk us through uh, the initial process and invitation that was made? Indeed, a few years ago um, at the meetings that we had, the North American Division talked to us as union directors and they invited us um, to find someone in our area, if we could not go, to come to Fuller and study Growing Young. The book talks about different initiatives, I think six main initiatives. So I talked to everyone, looked at our schedules, because everybody know our schedules are really tight. And then I talked to Pastor David Craig, and he was willing to go and learn and come back and give us a full report so from um, hearing about the book and the invitation and then sending him, it's been uphill from there. Everyone has seemed to uh, been learning more about it and getting excited about it because everyone wants to have a church that's growing and healthy, mm -hmm. especially in these difficult and trying times. 
Yeah. Right, and uh, Pastor David had the you know, chance to actually head over. We want to just kind of, you know, have you share a little bit of, of that experience with us and what your first impressions were and what, you know, kind of resource you thought this was and how you communicated when you came back to yeah. the other youth directors here in the Southwestern <laughs> Union. Yeah, so it was a good opportunity to go. Uh, didn't know what to expect, to be honest. It was a new initiative. Uh, uh, it was pretty new even to, to the NAD, really. So we were kind of just jumping on kind of early on. But it was a good experience for me. I was interested in attending because um, I firsthand have experienced what it's like to be a young adult, like just like all of us, and what it's like to maybe not fit in and not always find um, a, a church that feels like home. And so for me, there was that relevance, there was that interest there. Um, to be able to get out there to Fuller was awesome because it, you know, there was a, a lot of different um, churches, different denominations there, a lot of um, our Adventist, um, not only youth directors, but pastors that brought their churches to the co cohort. Um, and so it was a, a very neat experience. I was able to learn quite a bit from there, get a little bit more in-depth research and understanding of what the stats were um, and kind of put a grasp on how that uh, was relevant to our church as well. And so just kind of being there for several days, getting to interact, getting to um, uh, dive deep into you know, seeing why these problems exist was really eye-opening. And to be able to come back and share that with our union uh, was really cool because it, you know, we were able to kind of uh, share together what kind of plan of action we could take going forward to help our churches embrace and love our young people. So I'm privileged for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I think it was be very beneficial in the start of something really cool in our union. Yes, that was the uh, one of the first grassroots uh, actions that the division has taken to bring together not only youth directors or youth ministry-related professionals, but pastors, practitioners, administrators. It was from the very get-go an intergenerational and interdepartmental journey that everyone was on. And as David came back and shared his experiences with this particular union, I'm just wondering whether, you know, Daniel or Carl or Vanston, in your own respective places, um, when you first came across this particular um, journey known as the Growing Young Adventist, what was some of the thoughts and reflections that you had while was going through your mind and, you know, how did it impact the way you do ministry? Sure. Well, you know, for me, you know, the first time I actually heard about it was at the North American Division. Uh, we went to Maryland, drove up there for the e-huddle. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was Jake Mueller who was there. He gave a presentation to the pastors, and, and so I started to look a little more into this. And I can relate to what David is saying in terms of when I was a young person, I was reflecting on the things that, you know, impacted my life that uh, drew me not just to church but to do ministry. Uh, and as I was reading through some of those you know, principles, especially the teaching leadership, I was like, yes, that, you know, that was me as a young person. This is the thing that really uh, helped me to connect to my local church that uh, really inspired me, you know, just in my Christian journey altogether. So when I started to read into it, I was like, yeah, this is exactly the experience that I went through. This is what this book is telling me. And I, and I can say first and experience it. It's right on. It's right on. That's awesome. Yes. And if I may jump into, um, um, the first time I, I heard about it was uh, Pastor, actually from Pastor Moody. Um, he had brought Pastor Vanston and myself into a meeting with um, Benjamin Linquist. And um, when we had that first uh, leadership summit out in Texas, we met together and, and, and he planned it out to us, explained it to us. And in my mind, I'm saying, hold on there a second. 
because Pastor Archibald and I, we had spent a lot of time. We even took a week and we went to our campground and we stayed there and we put a vision together for youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Because when we came, youth ministry was mostly event-based. Mm -hmm. And we said we wanted to be more leadership-based. Mm -hmm. And we wrote a vision, actually, um, it's called the, the Lunch Initiative, mm -hmm. where we took the verse out of John chapter six, where the disciples were on a mountain with Jesus and nobody had food to give anybody. And Andrew said, there is a child here with some lunch. And you, you brought up the um, keychain initiative. And when he was telling us about um, the, the growing young, I'm like, wow, this is absolutely what we've been talking about all along. So it just came right in and began to fit into ministry that we were doing already. It is interesting to me that on the mountain, how many people came together from various generations to make this happen. We see Jesus in the mix of stuff, and we know that he's timeless. We see Andrew saying, you know what? We're having a crisis in the church right now, and the person that's going to play a key role in the solution is a little lad with a lunch. So we took that and we say, let's make this into a vision. Let's go tell our young people that we're not trying to get rid of anybody or anything like that. We want to make sure that you're credible. We're going to empower you. And we're going to give you the keys mm -hmm. to go feed the 5,000 wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm reading the book and I'm listening to the initiative, I'm like, wow, this is exactly what we need across the field to make this happen. So, so we were there already. We just needed the book to come and, 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 and the presentation. Yes, to give us the confirmation. And that was amazing for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Anything to add? Oh, man, I, I, I agree 100%. Is, is, I think the authors really talked about how the church could impact the youth. But then while they were doing this, they came across it, wow, how the youth will actually impact the church. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's where we want to go because we have gaps in our churches, generational gaps. We have churches growing old, and then there's a huge gap in generations where it goes back to, okay, we have children, but then we're losing our youth, we're losing our young adults, and then we have our older folks. And so that is, this is speaking to this right now. I actually, last night I shared a, a, a video, a YouTube video yes. with all the pastors in the conference and they, man, just listen to this. Take a look at this because these principles are amazing that will help us, you know, take our church to the next level. Yes, the impact is not only one way, but mm -hmm. a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And it's all about us growing together yeah. and being stronger together to finish the work. And we experienced this, Pastor Moody, back in the beginning of 2020 before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to have a meeting together with not only the youth directors, but the, the ministerial uh, directors and also even the executive administration over at the Southwestern Union Conference to potentially explore a way where we can help our churches and our union go on this journey together. Can you talk about a little bit about how you orchestrated that meeting together and got the process started? Indeed. So let me just share with everyone that our union is made up of five states. And in those five states are five conferences. Um, and I don't want you to assume, but the five conferences are Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and then there's Southwest Region, there's Texaco, and then there's Texas. So because you have those five states and five conferences, we have different conferences that overlap in territory. 
However, we have one vision. And that vision is to grow in the beauty of holiness. But to do that, we must do it decently and in order. So I said to Pastor Justin, come, let's meet with the officers. I've already rolled it out. And as you may or you may not be familiar with the structure of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but certain youth directors, they get voted in and they get different terms. So some have been in longer than others. Actually, when David went, he was working for Texas, but then David left Texas and went to Arkansas, Louisiana. So I said to Justin, who was new, who just came to Texas from another conference, let's meet with the team. And that's important for you to know the structure because when you're a team, together everyone achieves more. Hmm. When you're a team, together everyone achieves more. We are one team, although we work in different areas. It's just like basketball. You're on the same team, but you play different <laughs> positions. So here I said, let's come together. We met with the officers, and then our office said, we will help each conference facilitate and support. So then my administration, President, Secretary, Church, Vice President, we then met with the conference presidents mm -hmm. to say to the conference presidents, and some of the conference presidents were already ahead of us. They had already met with their team and others were like, it's great, you have my full support. Mm -hmm. So we then put a budget aside to help send people to the cohort with churches, but we just didn't want to give it to them. We wanted buy-in. Mm -hmm. And in the process, COVID hit and brought everything mm -hmm. to a halt. But then we've been rearranging with them and been doing some things virtual. And we're doing this so that others will know for the future. Yes. So that's just a quick overview yeah, and some you, of the yeah. history. Thank you so much for that overview. And thank you so much for the initiative that... Uh, that Pastor Moody had taken to bring in the administrator in the conversation and as they were listening in, and this is the question that I want to ask, as you were talking with the Vice President of Ministries, uh, Pastor Alan DeMorris, mm -hmm. along with the other executive officers of the Texas, uh, or not Texas, but Southwestern South Union, Union uh -huh. um, what was the, the vibe, the feel, the atmosphere, the response of the support that, that we were uh, wanting to give our churches, what was what was their um, response? Very excited because the union believes in growth and it believes in supporting the entire church. That's all ages. Also, let me just share that I don't remember the exact year, but we hosted a growing young initiative as a springboard at the Arlington Church, mm -hmm. um, led by. That part was led by Alan Martin, mm -hmm. who is the point person from the North American Division. Mm -hmm. Well, the president of the union, the secretary, also went to that event. And that's maybe two years ago. So they were aware. So then by the time um, I brought you in to meet the treasurer is at that meeting. And he's like, any way we can grow young, let's roll. So now you have the whole team being exposed mm -hmm. in different ways to what's going on. It's one thing to read the book. It's another thing to hear um, others share and talk about what the book has done for their church, mm -hmm. etc. 
It's a journey. Yes. And then yes. you're going to talk about that. It's a it's whole another thing to actually <laughs> act on what you've read and take action. Yes. So the yes. invitation and was given to uh, the different conferences in Southwestern Union. And the allocation of funding from the Southwestern Union was up to 10000 for 10 churches initially. Uh, and COVID hit, and uh, we had to really pivot and adapt. But I want to actually head over to Louisiana, Arkansas, and Oklahoma as, the, as you have uh, a church. You had a church in mind as soon as you heard that this was available. Oh, man, there are these churches that could really benefit from th this experience. Um, I think this was Benton and Ed Edmund Church in your conferences. Can you, can you walk us through the process of what, how you thought of them, how you initiated them, and how that conversation went? And, and so forth. Can you share a little bit of that? Yeah, so with, uh, with our church in Arkansas, Benton, which is near Little Rock, uh, it was interesting because when, when I was in Texas here and we started it, we did the cohort in Arlington and uh, we invited, and Benton ended up coming. That was before I was there. And they had a different pastor at the time, and so they were really uh, excited about it, getting going. Um, you know, once they finished that cohort session, uh, not too long after that, their pastor was, uh, you know, he took a call somewhere else. And so they ended up without a pa being without a pastor for a little while. A new pastor was coming in. And so it was kind of a natural, uh, seamless transition to re-engage them with their new leadership there. And they still had the same church members who were excited. The new pastor saw the vision as well. We, uh, and he jumped on it and said, hey, you know, why stop something that's gaining momentum and something that's headed in the right direction? And so I appreciate Pastor Keith very much because he, just jumped in there and said, hey, you know, not just completely do away with whatever progress has been done, but let's kind of build on that. Mm -hmm. And so that was important. And the, the church continues, even in the midst of COVID now, doing what they can to continue that progress. And so it's been a blessing for our church in Benton. Yes, we'll actually listen to a little more of that story in the future. Um, and let's go to Edmund. Yeah, so in Oklahoma, you know, the Edmund Church, it's a, it's a more, it's a younger church uh, as it is in itself, but, you know, Pastor TJ actually was aware of the growing young, he became aware probably at the same time, if not before I did. Mm. Uh, so his church had actually come down to Arlington with uh, Dr. Allen Mountain's church uh, when Ben Lindquist came down, and they were excited. They brought some young people, so, some adults, some, some older folks, so they were already from the beginning, you know, looking into the whole growing young, and, and um, Pastor TJ actually they bought a bunch of books and started handing them out to some of the young people that would visit his church and say, hey, this is something that our church really cares about. I would give them a book and read this and tell me what you think. Wow. And he really started to incorporate not just with the older people, but with the younger people, letting them know and saying, hey, our church cares about young people. And this mm -hmm. is something that we're trying to work with and trying to involve you guys. And as a matter of fact, one of those young person, uh, I, I know them and they connected with me and they said, hey, Pastor TJ gave me this book. Have you heard about it? Like, yes, read the book. You know, it's awesome. a good book. So, awesome. so uh, just the fact that, you know, their church church kind of had this this idea already to say hey we want to journey with the young people we want them to be part of the church not just a church they attend but we want this to be their church so uh, when the opportunity came up for the cohort I was like it was a pretty e easy kind of fit for us because we knew that they already had the, the vision and the passion for youth and young adults in their local church awesome awesome these are some of the churches that actually took uh, took it upon them at, at the first chance to say hey we want on this journey and i know pastor carl and vance you 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 have churches in, in mind of that would really benefit from this particular experience especially now with pastor fenson with Casilla hondos being in spanish you have some churches in mind as well as you're thinking about the possibility of southwest region conference 
going on this journey together, what are some of the ways that you think you can probably begin to initiate this particular uh, journey in recommending them mm -hmm. to go on this journey together? Well, actually, um, um, I'm interested you should ask that because on, on last year, we were in the process of getting a couple of churches ready to join the program, but then um, COVID-19 came and all of that just went through the... Um, we had a number of we were going. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so um, a number of our um, churches were, were looking into the idea, but we were still at the initial stages. Um, and I want to thank you again for coming last week um, to our officers training and sharing with our young people. And from, from last week until now, they've been asking us, um, um, how can we get more involved in this? Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, um, Pastor Archibald and I are discussing just make sure that we use the book as an appetizer mm -hmm. um, to get them there in the mood because I'm, I'm just going to say this, when you read the book, um, um, it's, he's, Pastor Moody said it's one thing to read the book, it's another thing to get into the action. I'm going to go further and say, if you read the book, then you have to get into the action. That's just how it is. And I've gone through it a number of times myself, and, and it just kept me there, just wanting to be uh, more involved because our young people are at this place right now. Yes. Um, and then when we get to a question um, section, there are some issues that even my young people are asking. Mm -hmm. um, there, are, there are folks who are looking at the present status of the church, and I think the book makes it clear that we don't have a lot of churches, especially here in America, that's really growing. They're mm -hmm. plateau or... Um, diminishing, declining. declining, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, and um, you know, there are actually pastors who believe that this is actually Bible prophecy that's fulfilling mm -hmm. before our eyes. Mm -hmm. um, but as leaders of God's mm -hmm. church, we have mm -hmm. to say to ourselves, God has blessed us with certain anointing. Mm -hmm. And he has said to us, this is how you respond. And I don't want to get into the theological or the biblical um, discussion of all that, that kind of stuff and so on and so forth. But I want to let you know that our young people, our leaders right now that we're preparing, they're excited about this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how can we make this into the mainstream, knowing full well that we started it fortuitously already, not even knowing that this was going to come on. Right. You know, wow. I, I sense the excitement, <laughs> and it's contagious, and it's amazing I'm just to be known. Yes, yes, I yes. yes. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I share your passion. I'm yes. with you, Pastor Vanson. Anything else? Well, I want to. I want to say, uh, creciendo juntos. You, you gotta uh, tell my Hispanic pastors, todos mis pastores hispanos. Uh, you need this. You need this. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, um, the altars. Of, 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 of Creciendo Juntos, um, especially in the Hispanic community, they, they, there was a church that they, uh, they referred to, a Hispanic church where you had a generation that was, um, which is very common in our Hispanic churches. You have the younger ones who, you know, English will start to be their first language. And you have an older generation where, you know, they, Spanish is still there and English is not there. And so you have these two generations growing, growing within our Spanish churches, and what's happening is that we're losing that generation that is, that is leaving our church because our Spanish churches may want to still hold on to certain traditions, and one of them is the language. And uh, a church, a Hispanic church, decided to, decided to you know, said, you know, we, let's be inclusive. Let's think about this generation, and let's allow for our church to have a worship experience in English, mm. even if we, the adults, mm. don't 
Uh, you know, we, we don't we don't talk English or we're not comfortable, but we're going to allow it because we need this generation to be empowered. And wow. so that's happening in our Spanish. I'm so blessed and, and happy that uh, we're able to get the book in Spanish because now we can start sending it to our pastors and having them, you know, get into it. Because once, like El Domingo was saying, once you get a hold of it and you start reading it, it's not only good, but it, it, it moves you to yes. do. You, you want to you wanna put this implemented. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just blessed that we're able to get Creciendo Juntos uh, for our Hispanic community because it will be a blessing and have them understand that this generational gap and, and to get a young uh, or to get them involved will we'll actually need, we need to take some steps. Yes. And, and, and be willing to make those adjustments uh, for the benefit of them. So, you know, listen. if I could add just real quick, Justin, uh, I think part of what he's saying is very true. It, very, it makes it be very intentional uh, because some of these things you kind of know, but, you know, mm -hmm. when you read through it and say these are the, the, the principles that are really need to be hidden, hidden. And when I think about the Spanish churches, often you think, oh, they're growing, you know, they don't need, you know, this. But, you know, I, I reached out to my Spanish pastor and I said, this is a book I have. How many? You they all said they wanted a copy. So I got them each to a copy, mm. um, two copies each. And then they, some of them bought eight or nine copies extra. I said, wow. Pastor, can I get more for my board? Awesome. So they understand that even within a Spanish church that typically is growing and it's not declining, mm -hmm. they understand that there are certain things that they need to do different because they're saying the generations are different and there's different things that we need to do to approach them and be very intentional about it. Right, right. Justin, let's just mention that we also had a meeting with Multicultural Ministries yes. about yes. this book as well because, once again, we're a team mm -hmm. and we want to be inclusive to everyone. So we want to thank Elder Tony Nobly from the North American Division as well as from the Union, Elder Eddie Canales, for bringing together the Hispanic coordinators from our union mm -hmm. to share with them mm -hmm. even the book was translated by Advent Source. Yes. I yes. think that's very yes. important. That's very important. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's it's amazing to note that uh, it is available in Espanol, Spanish, and and the generational language, cultural, you know, challenges that we're exper experiencing, it's not just in Hispanic churches, it's in all of our churches. Yes. Uh, and the way that this book kind of translates and communicates the fact that, hey, these generations, we can complement each other. We can work together. We can empathize with one another. We can be the most warm community on earth together and be the best neighbors to our community with Jesus at the center. This is probably one of the best, and this is me just speaking, hands down the best uh, content resource and journey that any church can go on to make sure those generations can connect and grow together. Uh, in, uh, in, just, in just a few minutes, we want to give each youth director a chance to address their conference their pastors, their youth workers, whoever might be watching, what is your word of encouragement? What is your word of edification? What is the one thing that you would have them, that you would want them to do to begin on this process and journey to really grow young as a church? And uh, we'll begin let me, let, let me jump in okay. before because okay. I'm not at a conference. But no, we're going to get you a chance to do a conference, but these, yeah. these are hands-on yeah. uh, leaders. And I just want to say this. One of the things I want to say is the journey is a journey. Mm -hmm. And I want everybody to remember it's not a program right. that is done in a day or two. 
And when we collaborate and work together, you will hear wonderful stories such as a young person and an older person are mentoring each other. Now, how is that possible? It's possible when you take a older person and let them mentor a young person who's yes. looking for direction. And then you take the younger person and let them mentor the older person to work their iPhone, to work their iPad. It's so funny when you see a person 70, 75, like, didn't I just FaceTime you? Why didn't you answer? And they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> you FaceTime me. What's WhatsApp? All of these different things, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. I was going to actually get you, give you a chance to actually adjust the whole union, but I'm glad that you went and uh, spoke out. And this is important because every entity and every demographic and generation has a part to play to complement, edify one another. And that's a really great point. So let me go ahead and give you know, the youth directors the opportunity to address their, uh, their, their audience and, 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 and recommending them uh, what they can do right now, a, a step that they can take to not only empower the next generation, but to really work together generationally, intergenerationally, to really finish the work together. So let's begin with David. All right. Yeah, so I just wanted to share with my uh, Arkansas, Louisiana Conference constituents and, and churches, uh, just would encourage each and every, every one of you to consider uh, reading this book, consider joining this journey. Uh, I know our, a lot of our churches are vastly different. You have some in big cities. You have some, a lot of rural churches, big churches, small churches. Uh, the, the great thing about this book and, and about the, the content is that it doesn't matter what your church looks like, you know, whether it has very few young people, a lot of young people, um, there, there is a benefit to each and every one of our churches. And so it's, it's meant to be contextualized to your church. Um, every church is different. The DNA is different. Um, and so don't be afraid. Don't shy away from picking this up, even if you feel like you may not have a lot of young people in your church. Um, it, there is something in there for your church that can help bridge that gap with other generations that are uh, different. And I think it'll be great. I'm here and available. If you have any questions, just reach out to our youth department. We'd be happy to help anywhere we can. So same here. I know that in Oklahoma, we have a, a variety of different types of churches. And as I've been in the fields, I've noticed that there's a ton of amazing young people in our conference uh, with so much potential, so much leadership within them. And I've also seen a great number of older people who just love Jesus, who love young people. So this is a great opportunity for, for the two to come together uh, and just to move forward as, as you journey together. As we were talking about mentorship and about discipleship. I'm glad to hear the NAD talking about discipleship now more. So I really just want to encourage our pastors and our, and our lay people uh, in the Oklahoma Conference to, to find young people to disciple, to take this book and to look at the principles and see how the culture of the church can change. And, and the culture doesn't change from one week to the next. It takes time. It takes patience. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage our Oklahoma uh, church families and, and pastors to just uh, be persistent and just to move forward in prayer, asking that God would lead and to give direction of how you can bring the young people to be part of your church, to minister to them and for your older congregation to just have that relationship that's going to allow them to move forward in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
Yes, and I would just like to say that uh, Pastor Archibald and myself were so revved up about this that we're working on, um, Pastor Archibald has already initi initiated the, the process by sending out a video in the pastoral chat on last night. You would have seen it somewhere there floating around. It's about 45 minutes, 50 minutes long, but what we're working on is helping to get the book into your hands of, of, your, of your pastor and your leaders because we have to work together to make this happen. I remember when Pastor Moody first made that presentation and he talked about the, um, um, the research from the Barna Group that talks about the aging church and what we would look like in the next 10 years or 20 years if something is not being done. So I believe that this is a move of God. I believe it's mm -hmm. a move that is sponsored by heaven and the God of heaven is asking us to jump on board. He has already anointed a number for young adults, youth out there for this purpose. And it's just for us to uh, do what our vision statement says at the Southwest Region Conference, to identify, to empower, and to release into the field to do what God has called them to do. He's going to work the miracle. He just wants us to bring our lunch. He just wants us to come with what we have so that we can change the world by God's grace and his mercies. And I'm confident, I'm excited about what God is going to do. I know Amen. he's going to do it. Amen. Yep. Well, I'll just say this, uh, uh, my friend Justin, uh, you know, not, not, not only this is for our Hispanic community, uh, but our diversity community, mm. our, our Korean, mm. our Filipinos, mm. our Africans, mm -hmm. you know, they're out there, they're facing the same challenges. Mm -hmm. and, and so we need this. And I'll just say this in Spanish because that's the, the other, that's the only language I can speak. Yes, but yes. To, to, to my Hispanic pastors, not only in Southwest region, but uh, in our union, uh, just to, just to uh, represent our Hispanic community, it, es importante, les invitamos para que sean participantes de Creciendo Juntos, consigan el material, comuníquense con sus líderes este, de jóvenes en su conferencia, léanlo y pongámoslo en práctica porque lo necesitamos urgentemente para seguir creciendo. Amén, amén a eso. Sí, sí. Vamos a volver a Pastor Moody here do you have a special word for all of our youth and young adults, along with those who lead them, as well as our pastors in the Southwestern Union Conference? Get in the mood <laughs> <laughs> to grow young, <laughs> because a day is coming that we all will get older. But really and truly, I always say that if I'm not growing, I'm dying. Mm. So I have to be intentional about growth. Mm. So my encouragement is grow young. And mm. as we continue to grow, you see generations coming together and we become an intergenerational church, mm -hmm. preparing men, women, boys, and girls yeah. for that day that will come when he will burst through the clouds of glory. Yes, yes, and the yes. Lord will say to us, Preach us that. as leaders, that. what did you do? Yes. And we can say, Lord, we grew young. Mm. And as we grew young, men, women, boys, and girls are saved for the glory of God. Amen. Yes, indeed. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. We need some music now. <laughs> yes, yes. I know we all want to start preaching, but we actually wrap up. <laughs> but Joel, too, we know the latter rain will fall on both the young and the old, and that's the only way we're going to finish this work together. And we are delighted to have all of our youth and young adult uh, directors from the Southwestern Union Conference 
all on board, encouraging you. We are going to provide an opportunity for each church to sign up for the next cohort that's going to start in the fall. And you can get all that information from your local youth and your own ministries department. Mm -hmm. With that, we want to sign up and wish you an amazing, amazing time no, for wait, your wait, church wait, wait, to wait. together. We got to thank <laughs> Justin. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thanks, Justin, for all that you do. Thank you. Appreciate you. Out, man. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yes.